1: Hey Star Wars fans, I'm Ez. And I'm Matt. And uh, we actually, um, we're kind of doing two podcasts here, just so you guys know. We used to do some things on, uh, what used to be called Let's Look It Up. Right. right? And um, we had done a little podcast called I Can't Believe It's Not Better, which it wasn't any better wasn't. than you would imagine. Um, we are also on Rebel Watch, an all Star Wars podcast. Uh, but this is Second Breakfast. Yep. And we talk about everything from Game of Thrones to Dragon Ball Super to mm-hmm. what else, Matt? Yeah, everything.
0: For pretty much, if you had watched our channel before we kind of switched everyth- our channel over to just Star Wars, um, all Star Wars all the time from the we'll watch, uh, it'd kind of be what that was. Right, exactly. So now we're doing it here. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: So anyways, um, this is today, it's our, it's our we're, this is killing two birds with one stone here, or or I guess I should say two porgs with one lightsaber. I don't I'm know. sick of the porgs. Something I don't know. <laughs> like. Uh, but really, we wanted to get a lit review up for Second Breakfast, but we also wanted to just do a book review, a uh, normal book review on Rebel Watch for um, Infernal Squad Battlefront Two Inferno Squad. Yeah, written by uh, Christy Golden and Matt and I both read it. It's been out for what a couple months, three yeah, months a couple now. Months at this point. Yeah. So, so nothing new, but. Yeah, nothing new, but uh, you know, I think we're you know, part of um, our lit reviews on Second Breakfast on th- that, which air Sunday at um, 10. ten. Yeah, yeah we, we ballpark Eastern. it, you know, yeah, I mean, around Second Breakfast time, whenever that would be for you guys. Um, so we're, we have a pretty set schedule there. Saturdays, we have a Saturday show at uh, at ten. We've got a Sunday lit review re- lit review show around um, around ten o'clock. If we're not doing a lit review, then we're doing interpretive fan, fan fiction. fiction. So. Um, but sometimes these lit reviews, we will go back in time. Some nostalgia. We'll go back and look at, you know, books that we read growing up. We'll look at what's hot uh, currently. What's not? What's not <laughs> exactly? Um, yeah. We're not going to do any James Patterson. Is that his name? Who's that? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's on the bookshelf. He's. Cu- Let me just pull up some of his books here. He writes all sorts of unbelievable does he, stuff. Does he write like the? Oh like, yeah, he's, he's like Nora Roberts. Yeah, like he has a book every, like,
0: every yeah. other week. Every he's other he's week. releasing like a book. Oh, and they're all like the are they all like the romance novels or?
1: Uh, not really. They're they're all over the place, really. But I mean, no. I'm just I was kind of joking. We <laughs> no. Matt says, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of. Him. Yeah, James Patterson. Um, he just he's yeah. a he's a well known author. But so. as
0: this week, I think we're going back in time. Yeah, we're
1: going a long yeah. time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy. Far, far, far away. away. We are. It's my favorite place, guys, and this is one of the places where I don't know. I, I is it okay if I just tell a little bit about myself go and ahead. Star Wars story? Is it okay, yeah, Matt? Go ahead. Okay, because I love Star Wars, and if you've ever listened, um, well, we're, we're posting this in both places. So if it's Rebel Watch, then awesome. You know how much I love Star Wars, but if you're on Second Breakfast listening to us, then you need to know I have a whole other podcast where we talk. You know, Matt, myself, and our buddy Mike. We talk about Star Wars all the time. It's what we do we love it that much we have a whole podcast dedicated just to star wars um so i kind of grew up you know rainy days when i was inside we would put in episode six Mm -hmm. return of the jedi that's what i did now matt put in episode five uh, I did. <laughs> I did put in episode
0: five until episode one came along, which oh I know a lot of people don't like. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. I will never contest that it is the best Star Wars movie because I know that's not. It just happens to be my favorite. Right. Yeah.
1: So I'm an episode. I go to episode one when I want to watch Star Wars. That's that's kind of what
0: I put in. I'm sorry. I just like.
1: Yeah. And actually, that's fine. I mean, we've. I. You know, it's actually Matt who kind of brought me back into. You know what? Episode one's okay. And like, the more I would watch it, I always liked it, but it was. I guess I listened to too much to the critics and yeah. different people don't, you know what I mean? It's a good movie. You know, I actually didn't mind Jar Jar. I, it didn't yeah. completely ruin it for me until episode three, but when, <laughs> right. Yeah. When he, or two, when he gives emergency power yeah. to, I mean, he's the key to everything. Quarantine. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, gr- growing up, I, like, I, I, I have often had a lot of surgeries and stuff, so I had to, you know, I didn't, I wasn't always able to go out in the summertime and, you know, play around, play on the creek with the water moccasins and what have you back there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where I'm from. And uh, so I was inside and I got to I got to watch uh Star Wars and, and then when those when I had watched and I had exhausted the original trilogy, then I started reading the what we call now Legends Star Wars mm-hmm. books. It was the Extended Universe uh back in the day and I started with like the Tron, um Trilogy, Tron. Did I say Tron? Yeah, he said Tron. Jesus. I was like, okay, man. Okay, uh, Thrawn. Excuse me, Thrawn uh, trilogy, um, written by uh, Timothy Zahn. And uh, so this is kind of weird. Switching gears here. We we just we just yeah. got done talking about um, Dragon Ball Super and Narcos and yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're talking about uh, Star Wars. But, anyways, um, so yeah, I, I've I've read a lot of those. The Bounty Hunter series, the X Wing uh, Rogue Squadron. Um, read some of those books so those are books that i would love to dive into more mm-hmm. um on rebel watch and i think matt and i are also going to every once in a while maybe as we get closer to last the last jedi, jedi i think we would like to start talking more about who ryan johnson did confirm is luke skywalker he did
0: yeah I was like yesterday he said it's luke the last he- jedi is luke
1: <laughs> 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 oh, be, drop just drop that on us here on Sunday. He that's great, actually.
0: Um, I mean, not that we were expecting anything else. I mean, yeah, I know,
1: but yeah. it's cool to hear him say that, right? So, yeah. Actually, we'll not even get into the news because, like, Colin Trevorrow's yeah. like, out, oh, like Ryan Johnson could be in. It's just kind of yeah, too much crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that's not my forte either. Yeah, but. So I think as we get closer like we have a, there's a Captain Phasma book coming out soon mm-hmm. um, which which I think we we would like to do on Rebel Watch and we would like to do on Second Breakfast so I think it's just uh yeah so so there we go let's dive into this book though we've yeah, got I'll uh, say
0: this though real quick yeah um, one of the reasons I was excited about this book is because it pertains to Battlefront Two, which yes. is kind of my area of expertise, which is more video games. That's right. I actually also run. Let's just go ahead and plug another podcast. Go and here. plug it. Plug it. Uh, I run a video game podcast or video game YouTube called Box Trick. Right. Um, and actually, it's getting ready to be kind of relaunched mm-hmm. uh, here in the coming weeks. Um, actually, Ez will be on it as well. Uh, you awesome. know, we just podcast all the time here. That's what we do. We love it. Uh, yeah, so you can check that out. But I also will be doing a lot more gameplay footage on Rebel Watch, ba- a lot of Star Wars games and stuff like that. Because yeah,
1: Battlefront so Two like, comes out when like November, new- November. Okay, yeah, yeah. middle of so November. This is actually kind of the precursor to Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two, because I think yes. there's a campaign and not story the original there. Battlefront Two, but no, the right, new yeah, yeah, the new Battlefront, Battlefront Two, 2 yeah. right. Um, but is there's a there's a campaign that right.
0: stars? Oh god, now I can't even think of her name. We're about Iden, to talk about it. Iden, Iden- Versio. Yeah, Iden uh-huh. Versio. Yeah, it's it's her story. Uh, same and. I'll say we. I actually listened to the audiobook, and yeah. so the voice, the actress, I guess, because yes. they do motion capture, um, who plays Iden, Janina Gavankar? Who, yeah, who plays Iden in Battle, Star Wars Battlefront Two, also voiced, did, actually did the voice for the entire yeah, book. Yeah, she did, yeah.
1: which was super awesome. And actually, I had watched a couple interviews with her, and she said that was super difficult, actually, mm-hmm. because you know, she, yeah, when we, yeah, when we actually start getting into the book here, yeah. I'll have to kind of separate what I thought of the
0: book and what I thought of the audiobook because.
1: Oh really? They're a little different. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can we can talk about that. Um okay, so let's dive into it. The book I thought one of the best parts, I think Matt and I were kind of in agreement here, the beginning. Yeah, the the first third of the book is amazing. It's
0: so good. It's so good. And especially this is where like even I think listening to the audiobook made it better. Better because yes. they have a lot of sound effects and stuff like that. And it's really cool, and it's her character. Um, and it's she. It's during the events of the first Death, first death Star being destroyed. Right. And so you're getting this perspective of what it's like to be in the Empire and grow up in the Empire and love the Empire. Because you have to think about it. The people who grew up in the Empire probably actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like they probably thought like we've, you know, it used to be all these trade federations and, mm-hmm. you know, this republic and, you know, who like now it's like we have one leader, one thing, everything's set right and so i just like that with rogue one we also kind of saw this like oh what it's like to live in the empire and now we're seeing it again here in inferno squad and it's man it's just really good like and how in
1: disbelief Aiden Oh, she's in so much disbelief i just to add on to what matt was saying uh if, if you go back and listen mike and i i think you know this for several books we've been saying what matt just said which was that you know you get to kind of see through this different lens. Even in the Thrawn, the new Thrawn book by Timothy Zahn, um, you got to see through, th- you know, Thrawn's perspective on the other side of the fence, essentially, because, you know, you look at four, five, and six of the movies, we're the Rebel Alliance, Rebels, go Rebels, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, and so now we got to see things from just a different perspective and how cool is that? I think there's a reason that they're doing that. I think mm-hmm. they're, they're they're building towards something, but Aiden Versio is, she's super arrogant, when we start this yes and overconfident just Mm. as you know the empire was yeah and um you you don't know her power yes you don't (laughs) know my power (laughs) um so yeah you you underestimate it yes so she she's uh she's flying right she's in a tie she's a part of the tie squadron so she um she's out and about and she notices the you know the the rebels doing a little something different going down into the trench. And she's she was trying to analyze it, and she starts to question, and she's immediately told like, "That's not what we do in the empire. We don't question our superiors, etc." Right. Yada yada yada, and it's just well, sort of huh, like, yeah, you right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you cost yeah. yourselves, you know, th- hundreds yeah. of thousands of. I think if she not was noticing that there was like literally just one single exhaust
0: port, you know. Where, yeah. Right. You know, with one, you know, <laughs> that one two meter,
1: you know, womp right. rat, you know, size bullet going through, so, right? Yeah, could hit it and blow <laughs> the whole thing up, yeah. It's so, a pretty big deal here, guys. No, she didn't actually notice, but she know she kind of was like, "What's going on down there?" and didn't immediately just had to kind of switch over, and I, th- it's just she's just dis- in disbelief, and she ends up surviving, right? She ends up surviving and and uh, and making it through, obviously, but she's out there right when it blows up, and I think she kind of is facing the opposite way, yeah. when it's destroyed because she thought that oh, this whatever she heard this explosion, she thought it was Yavin Four, um, and then come to find out like. No, it's the Death Star. No one. She can't get any radio communication mm-hmm. with anybody, etc. Starts seeing debris. And yeah. So
0: and the other thing is, y- you kind of see this again if you watch the trailer for Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. where she sees the second Death Star blow up, and she's yeah. like, it, even in disbelief again, like, what? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. It's kind of that same exact feeling that right. you see in that trailer that you, well, we, list, I heard it, I heard it in the audiobook. I listened to the yeah. audiobook, yeah. Exactly,
1: exactly. Was, yeah, almost, I can't believe it's happening again, yeah. I think as you read the book and listened to the audio book at the same time. I kind of went back and forth. Okay. So it's like when I'm at, you know, when I could listen to it, I would listen to it, but most yeah. time I was, you know, back and forth. So, um, but anyways, so she has to crash land on Yavin 4, to kind of keep this short, she gets off of there, um, rendezvous back with um her father, who was yeah. an ISB agent at the time, so uh, Imperial Um Security Bureau yeah. agent. And he's promoted to like Admiral Versio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is basically really cool. Yeah, super cool. I mean, it was a big kind of a big jump for him. And um the versios are just to kind of get to know them a little bit, you've got Garrick Versio as is, is her father, yeah. Um, and then you've got her mother, which her name's—we'll get to it. Yeah, she's slipping me right now. We'll look it up. But she um, I read this book like two months ago. Yeah, been, been <laughs> a while ago. But um, they're super—they're super loyalist. Um, they believe in everything that the Empire stands for. They believe in bringing order to chaos. You know, and they look at the the rebels in a way that that they're they're. That they're the pro, they're the problem. They're causing. We could be more or, uh, organized. We could uh, have less chaos. But it's because of the rebels that, you know, things are bad. You know, they're blind to any imperfection in the Empire and or what's happening in, on on mid rim worlds or outer rim worlds. They just don't, you know, they they don't know what's going on. Um, so Garrick though is promoted to admiral, right? And then he is actually tasked with forming Inferno Squad. Yes. Huge, and and, you, and I guess when I when I heard of a Inferno Squad, I thought it was going to be a bigger team. It's four people, it's like four people, yeah, yeah. In this book, right? So, um, the first kind of thing we get to see, we get to see just the harshness, the um, the interaction between Garrick Versio and Aiden. Super, like it's, it's this real yeah. stern father daughter relationship. Yeah. Well, it's also because he's also like a high commander, and right. But even he, in their personal time, right. right? Sorry, even in their like, um just when I mean, well, he think, thought she was dead and then yeah. now she's alive. Well, I think like, that also
0: comes across from his character where he, he is like, he is tr- trying to be like the highest, he, he, he trying to climb the ranks in the empire. Yeah. Um, but actually I think that's like one of the biggest deals about her, her overall character in the book. And really one of the more interesting dynamics we see is her relationship with her father. Whereas yeah. like, is she getting, f- you know, favoritism and how she kind of has to deal with that. Right. And everyone yeah. kind of questions it throughout the book and,
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, and so, anyways, let's uh, just kind of skim along here because we a lot of, we had a lot to get through. Um, they they form Inferno Squad and they bring in uh, Gideon H- Hask, has who's kind of like her. There's something between him and Iden. You can kind of tell. Well, I thought that at first. I thought it was a little bit like almost like a romantic sort of yeah. feel. But then it really kind of changed. Um, yeah. Midway through the book, didn't you think that? Yeah, but I still feel like. It st-
0: could be something. I still feel like it could be. Yeah, something. it could be. I think it's more like it. it kind of comes across more as like Gideon's kind of into her.
1: Yeah, and maybe she's not into she's him.
0: not into him, but she kind of looks at him as maybe like kind of like a brotherly a brother figure. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be one of those one of those dynamics because he's the only one who in the in the beginning of the book actually he's calls he's fr- her, he's been friend zoned. Yeah, he's, yeah, he yeah. Has yeah, <laughs> he's, and he grew up with them in a sense. They went to the academy together, yeah. and and uh, he's the only one who calls her Aiden, You know, like yeah. everyone else you know they, they don't call her by her first name they're not that intimate with her i guess so um but then we get to see the other agents so you've got gideon um who she gets to go see and Gideon was super worried about right. her they talk and they have a moment um and then the other two agents are del mico um and then sin marana oh, sin marana yeah wow yeah <laughs> we'll talk about her in a second. Um, but they each were picked for different reasons, you know, so Iden's just got an all around overall, you know, um, great background. She's a she's a great pilot, great fighter, great leader, really. great leader, all that good stuff, you know. Um, well Gideon rounded. is similar to her in that mm-hmm. regard. He's like... He's the Han Solo of the group. Yeah, and it's like... it's like <laughs> To put it the other way around, yeah. Right, he's he's well-rounded like she is, but he's just not as good as she is at like yeah. everything. So, he's the Cartho Nassi of the group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except
0: you know, actually usable and worthwhile.
1: Right. Right. Um, now sin, um, she was really, she was, um, she's really young. She's like 18. Yeah. And she speaks like millions of languages. Right. Bunch of languages. She's into, I think she was intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, Imperial intelligence. And so she knows a lot more than the rest of the, uh, she was privy to a lot of information. She's the C3PO of the group. Yeah. She's yeah. right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, Del Mico, who can fix things, is, mm-hmm. is, is sort of an engineer, but at the same time was a really good fighter. He had sort of worked his way, way up through the ranks and said, ah, fighting, I'm done. He kind of moved over to a more leadership role, and they pull him out uh, to become a part of this group. So, yeah, um, and really, why why create Infernal Squad? What's the whole purpose? What are they trying? What's their goal why do we need Inferno Squad? And they only created Inferno Squad after the first Death Star was destroyed. Right now, that takes us right back to Rogue One. Right, right. So you've got Galen Erso, right, who was considered to be this. He actually, uh, if you go back even further, at one point he worked with, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, but he works with um, Krennic, and they're working on, you know, creating the Death Star. Right, he's this Imperial loyalist believes in it etc and then he decides he sees what they're building and he leaves but then he comes back and he's basically has them fooled this whole time so i think inferno squad's role is to seek out those holes those moles people who are not it's, a ta- it's you yeah know I mean?
0: it's it's a task force because once once the it's a task force i'd say almost in a knee-jerk reaction to the death star but i think once the death star is destroyed it's you know, I mean you, the thing I think the thing I think people really kind of forget so often is that there really is twenty years in between three right. and four. Yep. And so you're talking about the Empire. For twenty years, that's a long time who's had like nobody to really challenge them. Yeah, I mean, I guess they've had little you know, little rebel things like right. we see the, in in yeah. Rogue Squadron, but I mean or Rogue One, excuse me. Right. Um That was their first big big victory though. Yeah, that was their first big said. victory. But even still the battle Saul's. the battle against yeah, the battle against Saguerera and and the guys in Rogue One, compared to what we see later with like Leia and Luke, I mean it's not even oh, yeah, close. Not even that's close. a that's a full blown war. This right. is like okay,
1: right? Exactly. So man,
0: at the end of Rogue One, Vader goes in and wrecks everyone, and then you know, and then like one little you know data pad, you know, like right. leaves. Yeah. But I think the question that the that
1: Garrick Versio and like people in um, the higher order of the Empire have is, how is it that the Rebel Alliance is getting funding? Mm-hmm. How who is these? These were senators. Who were a part of the empire? Yep. They were imperial senators who were actually forming the Rebel Alliance, and I think that's sort of what they called themselves like a cleanup crew. Like they were gonna go in there, um, get some right. intel and some on some grand moffs, and sort of figure out who was dishonest, who was disloyal to the Empire, and that's where they started. Okay, that's sort of the, what they what they some of their smaller missions. And so I'm not even gonna get into that really because there's a their first mission. They go track down... That, remember that Grand Moff?
0: Yeah, they just go to his house and they, like, sneak yeah, in. Yeah, they get steal some,
1: some files yeah. and intel. So um, so after that, I think then, you know, Garrick Versio obviously wants this to be, like, special ops the big time. Yeah. You call these people in. It's team really, six. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. what he wants it, you know, to be. So he gets a task for them. They get to go take out a group called the Dreamers. Mm-hmm. I think this is crazy. They had to their way to infiltrate they had a, a plan for Delmico sin and um and Gideon they all had different ways to like go join um the smuggling group and become you know get close to the pirates right. and then they'll recruit you into their group and then you know uh sin pretended to be like a slave girl and and she's going to you know they knew where one of these attacks was going to happen and then she's yeah. and begs then S- begs them to take sin them
0: kind of we'll talk about that but sin kind of gets with that guy although she's kind of
1: yeah. Yeah, she does. That's really sad. Um, but anyways. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Um, but now the interesting part was Aiden, she had to, she couldn't just, she's really well known. Right. She can't just walk in and say, oh, hey,
0: I'm, I'm changing size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although so, that's kind of what she does, actually. It is what she
1: does. <laughs> yeah. and, but the way they had to sell it was they, they, they sent her to some, she was working, um, I don't know, if it was back in the academy or some on some ship, I think it was, a, it was a, yeah, it was an imperial ship and she's overheard basically saying that she thinks she's questioning the empire all of a sudden. Like, yep. man, can you believe we were going, we destroyed Alderaan, that planet, all those people. Yeah. You know, maybe. She basically
0: allows her, she puts herself in a position where she'll get caught. She, exactly.
1: She, she over, she specifically, you know, goes overplays like, her hand yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, that's what they wanted though. And it's sort of hurtful. The hurtful part about this is Garrick Versio sets it up. It's his idea. Her father, this is his idea. You're going to have to really knock yourself down a few notches, and you're going to have to, um, you know, essentially know, let, let the dreamers and people in that in their leadership role know that you are anti-empire right. and had to really preach that. Now, her mother doesn't know, though. This is the heart-wrenching part is that Garrick Versio would not tell so all of a sudden she's getting blasted all over the the Hollow Net. Yeah. She's getting blasted because she has you know turned her coat and essentially she's she's a rebel or partisan or whatever. She's a sympathizer, right? And that hurt that destroys like her mom. Um, and she was just like, and her mom was sick. That was the other thing. Her mom yeah. was sick and dying, and so she was like, please tell mom because mom, I can't bear. You know, her. You know, to to have mom think of me like yeah. this, etc. And that was kind of like, whoa, it's really getting deep into the mm-hmm. other side of things, another perspective. Of deep and yeah. So, um, but anyways, eventually she gets in with the dreamers. Let's just hop right in there. She 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 gets in. Um, they actually send one of their a double agent, an ISB agent um, that's in with the dreamers. They actually send him in to extract Iden Versio, make her part of the group. And, um, and away we go. So when they're in this group, it's all about, um, Iden basically proving herself, you know, to, uh, the leaders of the dreamers, you know, she's got to prove herself. She's got to make sure that they find her useful and, and what have you. It also comes down to, um, Gideon, sin, Miko. They have to figure out ways to communicate and to keep talking, uh, amongst themselves. So, um, there's a couple people in the group for the Dreamers. You've got one guy called the Mentor, which is really interesting. He's he's called the Mentor. He's not really the leader of the group, which we'll we'll talk about. Staven is actually the leader of the Dreamers at this point. And uh he was who, the mentor's god daughter, I believe. Yes. Is who he was. In a relationship with, and, and fell in love with, so Staven fell in love with her. Um, should we just drop the bombshell right now? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, the mentor—I want to get his name right here. Um, the, but the mentor is is pretty big. So you got Saul's partisans, um, and basically, if you go back to Clone Wars, um, there was uh, there was a senator named Lux, um, and he was sort of uh he was interested in in um and saw guerrera's sister and i think they were kind of romantically involved etc and so that was that's who he is the mentor is lux you find out at the very end so i'm spoiling it right now for you um but do we do we need to say spoilers i think we're gonna say that uh this book's been out for like two months okay cool i think we're well past spoilers like i mean i kind of just gave away the ending there but um so, anyways, the the mentor is um, Lux Bonteri, and uh, we see him in season three. Um, I think the I think the title I'm looking this up right now is "Heroes on Both Sides." It's a one of the episodes, um, but Stila Guerrera is who he is. He kind of falls in love with. So, um, anyways, so yeah, so that's that's who that is. And then you got Staven is the leader of the Dreamers. So, um, they're working um, to get. Iden to a point where she can speak on behalf of the dreamers. If she can be a voice for them and she can kind of point out the corruption in the empire and she can kind of show people like, hey, this is not right. What's going on? And it is it, it, it gives it might rally more people to their cause. So that's right. why they wanted a high ranking imperial who is turning sides. And they actually knew Garrick Versio, I think, knew that's what they needed. And that's what they were looking for. And so he gave that to them. Intel was telling him that they wanted something like that. So boom, here you go. I'm gonna send, you know, one of my Inferno squad, my daughter, in there. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna do. So um, to wrap up, there's a lot of different like side quests and different things that kind of go on there. Uh, there's a neat uh, there's a neat piece where Delmico is working with another. Um, they get to know these guys. Mm-hmm. They really like them, actually. Yeah. I mean, right? Sin I mean, ends
0: up almost dating that guy. The the one the one guy the that-
1: yeah um
0: they go on like a date and
1: right yeah i can't remember um, it's been a while since. Yeah, his name either but um yeah she ends up dating that guy for a little bit And i think that was really on her part it was just sort of he really loved her and she was just trying to play the part yeah she. Was just but you could almost feel like she was actually starting to enjoy it well or they, they, they just these weren't bad people at the end they kind of figured out right. that they're not you know that they, are, that they are good people. So, anyways, they have to... One of the points um, where... I get we'll talk, we'll talk about Sin, where... What is that guy's name? Oh, man, I wish I knew what his name was. That's okay. He um, he's, he works for the Dreamers, and he's... There's a reference to them in Clone Wars. That's why it's kind of cool. They're a type yeah. of fighter. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but they go to this facility, this Imperial facility, and they need to... They're going to blow it up, okay? Okay. And when they get there, Sin and um, some of the Inferno squad notice that there's all these Imperial children. And they see themselves as protectors of the galactic citizens. Like everyone in the galaxy, they are protecting. And that was really kind of strange to see. They're like, these are the people we serve and we protect. And the rebels see themselves as those are the people we need to free, you know, from tyranny. Right? Right. And so just a really interesting perspective. But, um, during this whole thing, sin goes in and she sees the timer. She sets the timer. Um, she distorts it and she lets it go for a little bit longer because she wants those kids to get out of there and she wants the body count to be much lower. Right. And then her friend, um, this young guy, he's like 16 ends up running back in with his own bomb to, to finish the job. And basically no, she knows at that point he's going to kill himself. Yeah. Essentially. Um, or be killed by her bomb going off. Right. So they get back, and it's this whole ordeal, and they're and she feels really bad about it. Just, just didn't go the way anybody wanted it to go, and that's sort of life, and, and you move on. Um, another interesting part: they're heading to a planet where the water facilities. Remember this part? They're like the water facilities are bad, and yeah. people are drinking, you know, poisonous bad water. water. Yeah, I mean, it sound, you know, it sounded like, like Flint, Michigan. Michigan, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, the, anyways, they it's terrible, but. When they get there, um, Iden ends up using some really good tactics to sort of like force the leader of that corporation and the governor uh, of that world to kind of drink their own water and, and they broadcast it and, and you can see that he doesn't want his kids to touch it and all this kind of stuff and, and, um, and they're, they're on their way out of there um, after they broadcast this and they've, they've recorded it and yeah, they're trying to make the Empire look bad. On their way out, um, one of Steven's I think it was like his girlfriend, ends up being killed. And they're on the run, and they, the team, before they got to this point, Del Mico figured out a way for them to communicate, and they wanted um, to set up the ISB double agent that was inside of the Dreamers. They wanted to set him up. So they, they crafted some... Um, Oh, communication device or whatever, a beacon, I think. And they had it uh, rigged inside of the, um, their escape vessel, their ship. And so when they're all off, you know, investigating the water and trying to draw attention to it, they then um, someone, they they let, what's his name? The IS, the double agent, they let him on that ship by himself. And so that way they can basically say to Staven later on, Hey, we weren't on the ship. We had nothing to do with it. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan anything on it, but we did see so-and-so, you know, the, our I, our double agent on the vessel. Okay, so then they get back and turns into this whole big thing, and you know, and they figure out that that he is um, a double agent, and they kill him. And really, actually, they set him up. Right. Inferno Squad set him up because they didn't know how they didn't know whether they could they could trust him or not. He had a bad record with the ISB, so they were kind of just like whatever, throw him under the rug. You know, it, it helped get helped secure their uh, position in a sense, and then. This is—it's kind of hard to talk about the middle. That's kind of the—I mushed through some of the middle because Matt and I think the middle, middle was kind of
0: is kind of long and drawn out. And I'm was, really trying to sum like, yeah,
1: cut out some of. And the, I just
0: uh, listen to the audiobook, and man, sometimes it, the audiobooks kind of end up ruining books for me sometimes because it, it just gets bogged down. And and this is where I'll kind of talk about the audiobook a little bit. I really think that this, whatever her name is in real life.
1: Oh, uh Genie the car. Yeah.
0: Um she did like a really good job, but man, you could tell and she'd said like this is my first time doing just voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um like man, some of the voices just sounded like like when she did the the, the old guy,
1: oh, Pico or uh, what yeah, is Yeah, I was
0: just like, oh, that's like bad and annoying, yeah. but
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things she said was that I thought was interesting was she realized how many male voices and characters there are in Star Wars. Yeah. Because she had to voice a lot of those. Yeah. So when she hears people complaining about, oh, another female character, lead role or whatever, she's kind of like, guys, I did the voice acting and there are a lot of male Like almost every other character, especially in the military, you're talking about all these different male characters. They don't really rotate in a lot of female. So she had to do a lot of different male voices and she was kind of like, uh... You know, I don't know. Um, but towards the end of the book, let's talk about the end of the book. Um, the mentor, um, they start to de- they decide to divide and conquer the dreamers. They want to yes. they want to split them up, and they want them to kind of fight amongst themselves and to mistrust each other. Staven uh, was getting close to Gideon. Iden was getting close to the mentor, and uh, and, and eventually you figure out that um, that she um, they set it up to where. I don't know. It was someone had gotten into the mentors things and they made it look like it was Staven perhaps because mm-hmm. they all went on like a, they went and did different things. Like Iden goes for a run. Somebody else goes and works on a ship and whatever. They set this up to make it look bad and they're fighting amongst themselves. And I can't remember exactly how everything, you remember exactly how this happened in the end? Like with um, like, remember Gideon kind of goes off the handle and kills everybody.
0: Yes. <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't how they planned, right? No, no, everything kind of went, everything kind of went south. Um, I mean, but I think that, that like the, the purpose of this, uh, I'm going to kind of skip a little further ahead here. I think that's the purpose of this book though, is it's not about like, oh, Hey, we're just going to go in and do missions and it's going to be great. It's all about her challenging. What does it actually mean to be in the empire?
1: Yeah. Okay. Which
0: is why everything, everything goes bad and it ultimately is just a plot device to end up. Having her look at the empire and kind of question, you know, how are these things? Why are these things the way they are? Like when they're at the water plant, right? She's like, "Well, why are they? You know, why are they drinking bad water? Aren't we like the empire? Mm-hmm. Aren't we like you know the richest, most powerful entity? You know, what I mean, like so."
1: Right. She has higher standards for the empire, and I think right. It in being a part of Infernal Squad actually does sort of highlight some of like, "Oh, I can't believe it's happening!" Like, right. We do need to sweep in and clean that up. That's not good, you know. Um so anyways at the at the very end um, Gideon you know the the mentor goes away to this amph- amphitheater where he sort yeah. of has was instructing Aiden on how to project her voice and how to talk and how to you know be this uh, leader. vocal leader right and give speeches and stuff and um, they end up killing um, some of the other uh, characters uh, Gideon's back at the ship, and they've got the guns, and they're right. you know ready to go. The cool part about all of this, just to kind of skip over that, they kill him. All right, all yeah. right. So yeah, <laughs> Inferno Squad him, yeah. wins. Yeah. Blah blah. The mentor who was um, a former uh, senator slash it's, it's Lux Bonteri. Um, he's the mentor. When they go back there, she actually wants to. She decides she got close to him, and I think she really. Was trying to understand his perspective and why right. he thought what he thought about the empire and all mm-hmm. these different things, especially since he at one point went from being a separatist to a rebel fighter. Right. Um, you know, she kind of knew that background, right? And so it just didn't quite make sense to her. She wanted to know more about him. And she claims to kill him. Yeah. Right. And then when she got back or either when she left, Del Mico had noticed that her gun was set to stun. stun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, the part that we the that, that, and all that battle part. The, the Sin. Sin. Yeah, the Dying. girl that dies. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, it was. And that was, and, and how that happened, I'll just go back. So I was trying to, we didn't have an outline for this, guys. We just yeah. decided to jump into Wait, it. Yeah, right. Like um, that. So Sin is actually, she gets caught. Yep. Everything, that's sort of what, what propels this. Like, they have all these grand plans. It was going to take a little longer, but then Sin gets caught um, speaking in... Another, she's in the wrong tongue. She yeah, she responds to something she shouldn't have known how to, to say. And to they're like say. how does a slave know
0: that? Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And so she gets she gets caught big time and then um I think Aiden like Sin gives her a look like I'm sorry, do what you have to do for the empire. Yeah. And tells I essentially Aiden has to kill her. Yeah. I mean, wow. That was that was the big one, you know. And yeah. I, that really shook everybody. And then it was just sort of like, hey, we all knew what we were signing up for. And this is it. This is why you can't make mistakes. Right. And it really was Sin's mistake. I think I would have been more heart. I would have been more torn had it have been someone else's fault. And they had, had it to been, like
0: uh, God. What's his name? Oh, no, I can't even think
1: of it. Dumbico or no uh, Gideon? Gideon. Yeah. God, could you imagine the other way oh, around? It been Gideon and I she had to kill like her best
0: friend. I know. I know. Yeah.
1: Well, and I also think though just the fact that like I didn't mess up, which cost someone else to lose their life. It was like right. that person messed up, and to for me to protect the rest of the squad, I have to kill and you. And The Empire. And the Empire, yeah. So that was what kind of made it less heart wrenching, I but guess. But you know,
0: if you had swapped that around, like if that was the Rebels, I mean,
1: if it oh, was—I mean, know. if it was the difference of like the Rebel Alliance beating the Empire, I know there's always another... the same thing. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Or would you? Because I think the theme on the other side of the fence is there's always another way. It's yeah. sort of like that's that's where you get in this mystic powers. Like Luke Skywalker can do the impossible, right. whereas Iden Versio, it's just like this is for the Empire. So I don't. know. They're yeah. they're a little different. I don't know. Would you as mm. it's a great question.
0: I mean if it meant, if you knew that if you knew that like killing one person could take down the like that was like a good person, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, theoretically you're looking at a different perspective. Yeah. But could take down the empire would it be worth it?
1: Yeah. Ooh. You yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. know. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Like if Luke had to kill Han. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It'd be crazy. That's crazy stuff. Um so, anyways, that's that's pretty much it, guys. Inferno squad. Um, like I said, the ending of the book was cool because you got to see Aiden grow over the course oh, we, of the book.
0: You forgot a pretty big part. What part? Aiden's mom. Oh, yeah, at
1: the very end. Yeah, let's yeah. go back. Good call. Yeah. So
0: when Aiden finally gets she's done with the dreamer, she gets back, she's going back to like the Empire. That's right. And her mom had watched all this stuff on the news of her being like this like leaving the Empire, and she didn't know, her mom dies without yes. ever knowing yeah. the truth.
1: Except for her father. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Garrick yeah, Versio yeah. does. Uh, she, she thought there's no way dad would have told her because he yeah. said he wouldn't. He said no. That would violate all the rules, blah, blah, blah. At the very end, he tells her that she knew everything. She knew yeah. the truth. And so that made her feel, Iden was like, okay, yeah. and my mom, you know, she knew at the end that I... I didn't betray the empire and that I still was the girl that she knew and I was doing this all for the empire. So there's that pride, you know, the mom can be proud of her daughter as she, you know, as she passes away. It's a good, yeah, really good. Even if Garrick actually didn't do that. Yeah. He should say that he did. He
0: may have just said, he may have just said that. And we'll find out in battlefront too. too. That's right. When
1: it comes out. That's right. So overall, as what would you give the book? Um. overall, I think the middle takes a, a bit The middle is really long. We always go on out of 10 stars, you and I. We can, yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like I said, I like to grade papers on a you know, 100-point scale, 10-point. I you know, like the, I like the 70. I like the 70.
0: Well, a 7 out of 10 is the same
1: thing. As exactly. So 7 for Yeah, that's for me. probably what
0: I'd give. I, I had the
1: audio book, and the audiobook I really liked
0: um, just because... I don't know, the 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 voices are really cool when they added the effects at the beginning. Man, the beginning was so good. Right. And the ending was good too. It's just yeah, it's the middle of this book was kinda long and yeah, kinda I don't know. But I guess so now, um, leading into Battlefront two, so all we've really seen from Battlefront Two from the story is that we see the second Death Star blow up. Yes. So how does this impact Battlefront two when you're talking about it's probably gonna take place after the death, Star, after the second Death Star,
1: right? What's the story? What and I, you see the because all um, this would
0: be going on during after
1: post. This would be six. New Hope. No, this book well, is this all this book is new is is is, new, hope. is, is a new is in between New Hope and Empire Empire. Right. So what we're going to see in Battlefront Two is post Episode Six, right? With like the Imperial uh, Emperor Palpatine's last command, the right. Sentinels, you know his contingency plan. Do we get to sort of see that? You know. Either fulfilled or attempted to be fulfilled. Are we going to get? Are we going to get any story on what happened to Aiden in between? And actually, I was about to mention that. I think you might actually see maybe down the line a comic series of maybe her coming across Rogue Squadron or Wedge or yeah, like maybe this. Is, maybe
0: this is Disney's way of kind of testing the waters and saying, "Hey, maybe we could turn this Aiden Verso character into a big deal because she's an actual actress." Right. You, I mean, you could ha- you could put her in a movie and she would then look exactly like her video yes, game counterpart. That's yeah. true. That is true. Yep, so especially with the rumors of maybe an open one movie or any of those other stuff, I mean.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I I think it would have to be for the for them to use that character, there would have to be sort of some like you like I like, it would be a standalone, and it would right, be something yeah. um a side quest or something that sort of happened between an encounter. But it'd be maybe hard we'll, to do maybe with we'll,
0: maybe we'll see Iden in the um if they do more of the what was the standalone things where they did for the female characters, the little like oh, shorts. Oh yeah,
1: um Oh, like Forces of shorts. Destiny. Yeah. Forces of Destiny. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It'd be weird to have her on that side, but yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't know. So anyways, overall, uh, like, it's like a 7 out of 10 Yeah, I'd give, it,
0: I'd give it a 7 out of 10 as well.
1: I enjoyed it. Beginning, middle. Um, beginning was great. End was... The beginning was the best part. The beginning's really good. Yeah. Honestly,
0: you could just read the first, like, four chapters. And be like, whoa, this is sick.
1: Yeah, you'd be set. (laughs) Then it starts to kind of get bogged down. And the the ending was was cool. And I I really think the main reason, you're right, skipping over her mother's, that relationship between father and daughter. And again, going back to a George Lucas theme, that's his thing, is, like, relationships between family members and, like, how they grow and evolve.
0: Yeah, I think they just did too much with this book Um, because... I think that's why we really like the beginning is man we're getting this whole thing about like oh it's the empire and then we're also getting like the father daughter and the father daughter kind of thing which was really interesting kind of lose we don't have that in the middle of the book because then it's you know they're bogged down at the camp and you know right, but and they bring it back they do at the end yeah. which is which is good it would it would be but I think hard. I would just would I I just I guess for me I enjoyed that thread more than I enjoyed the like the Dreamers. yeah
1: because they had to go dark and so you're right like if it was a mission where. Garrick could still communicate with Inferno Squad. You would have kept getting that thread. Right. You would have kept getting that dialogue between um, father and daughter. And, and it's not just, like
0: and it's not like the characters in Inferno Squad weren't interesting. I mean, really.
1: Oh, I Delmico my favorite Sin. character. Oh, I, didn't really care for I really Del that. Mico. I like Delmico, and I and I know most Sin people, was my favorite character. I was like, yeah. yeah, Sin was really cool. Gideon's my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, to be quite frank, Iden's like I super said, cool. He's the Cartho of the group. Yeah, but Delmico to me is actually sort of this leads from the back like people are like he's the first one up making coffee in the morning type of guy has a plan but is willing to let everybody else you know go forward with with their ideas but i think he's he actually in my opinion should be second in command but
0: i think i I would probably recommend this book um if you're into battlefront you probably check it out um I think if you really liked Rogue One, you'd probably like this book because they talk about Saw Gerrera a lot yeah, they do. in this book.
1: Yeah, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars uh, animated series and things like that, and Rebels, um, then yeah, for sure you would definitely enjoy this book. And if you're if you're looking for all the it it doesn't have as many blaster fights, you know, um, Tie Fighter X Wing battles, no lightsabers. Yeah, it doesn't have anything like that. So it's. It is more about um, kind of sneaking around, infiltrating, that sort of thing. So, But it's a great book. And um, I think that's it for now. That's yeah. Good. I think we're going to come back. Um, not sure what we're going to do next week, folks. We're going to figure this out. We've got a bunch of books lined up, but we'll figure out a, a good one to maybe review. We also, if you are interested in sending us some uh, fan fiction to read, uh, we do interpretive fan fiction. We recently did a couple collaborations with Swish and Flick. Uh, an all Potter podcast. All Harry all the time. Yeah, all Harry all the time. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. So um, if you have a fanfic you want to uh, send to us and you want us to read, uh, we do a cold reading. We just kind of go through it and then we kind of discuss it at the end. Um, you can send that to Cast at gmail.com um, and just sort of let us know. And uh, as for Rebel Watch, we're going to be back with, um, hopefully we'll do Captain Phasma, uh, that book. Uh, soon. We've got more theories coming up. Matt's going to do some gameplay footage and we've got some stuff coming out for Battlefront 2. We're going to get on that and uh, I think you're doing like uh, loadouts, right? And stuff like yep. that? Yeah, when Battlefront 2 comes out, I'll be doing
0: a lot more stuff on the channel. Um, I'll be doing like character builds, like, you yeah. know, good for
1: Battlefront. Stuff like yeah. That. yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Alright, so alright guys, um, stay tuned, stay hungry, and may the Force be with you.